Welcome to Unity of Tucson. It was a bit of an inspiration to talk about illusion today because this song is addressing kind of the illusion that we create in our lives on both sides of every equation. You know, there's a polarity to this thing called life. And we experience life in polarity, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just there's no power in the stuff out there. And that's the thing that I think we need to consistently remind ourselves. There's no power in the stuff out there. The only power that exists is the infinite power that is the core of each and every one of us. We are that power. And we create our lives according to our thoughts, according to our beliefs, and according to our feelings. So everything that shows up is rooted in the creative power of the infinite that is expressed as and through us. There's a meme. I like social media. I know I'm probably a rarity. (laughs) There's a meme that has gone around recently that... I just loved, and I wanted to share the structure of this meme with, you know what a meme is? It's one of those things that goes viral, it's like a graphic thing, it goes viral in social media on Facebook or Instagram or wherever. Uh, There is a meme that I wanted to share with you, and the text of the meme says this. It's quoting somebody, it doesn't say who it's quoting, but I'm gonna speak as though I'm this particular person. Late last night, Miles went on and on about how he had to be twins with a boy in his class for twin day because they looked exactly the same. Same eyes, same hair. He was adamant that they were identical. So after the kids went to bed, I headed to Walmart at 9 p.m. to get matching outfits. The teacher the next day sent me this picture. My heart melted. Obviously, they are two very different children, but Miles didn't see that. We live in a world where we're being forced to confront how we see difference in this world and how we relate to perceptions of difference in this world. Now, this story is not about being colorblind but it's about deepening into the understanding that we do not need to let color be a factor in knowing how we are connected. We are living in a world that is plagued by a sense of separateness. We see it playing out in so many arenas, in so many different ways. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, wow, this is so, it seems so far beyond anything we've ever experienced before. But you know what? I don't agree with that. I think we're seeing a cycle. And the cycle will resolve itself. But what it takes for that cycle to resolve itself is the magnificent expression of love from within each and every one of us to be the point from which we decide to create. That's how we collectively end the cycle. And it is not up to us to expect it to be done by anybody else. Today, 
as we ostensibly find ourselves at the end of our exploration of the power of love, as we have done this entire month of February, I'm interested in seeing love from both sides. The illusion, as well as that which is behind the illusion. And we spend a lot of times veiling ourselves using illusion. It's time to see past the illusion. To see past the illusion, here's what we need to do. Maybe we need to stop creating illusions and putting the power in those illusions. Maybe it's time to do that once and for all, to not let our imagination so overtake us with the construct of illusion in our lives that we start to believe that there is some power in that. It does not exist. We are the ones who are creating the illusion. We are the ones who are utilizing our imagination. And so I say, let us imagine a better world. Let us imagine a better world. I brought my no drama llama cup up today. There's a llama on it. This is my favorite cup. This is the cup that I use in my office. And inside it says, no drama. (laughs) So that as I drink, I am reminded, no drama. The reason that I wanted to bring it up is because I started to think about the construct of cups. Anyone have, well, anyone have mugs? You have, you have, you have, you have, you get, probably everyone has their favorite mug, right? Probably has some lovely image or some lovely saying on it. Imagine yourself like a mug. I want you to go with me on this. Imagine yourself like a mug. And on the exterior of the mug, are all the decisions you have made about yourself and how you will show up in the world. We label the selves on the exterior of that mug. And there are many, many roles we take on, right? There are many ways that we express ourselves and we label ourselves. Um, A lot of them may not be in alignment with the greatest expression and experience of life that we want to have, It might be the label of the fearful self, the self that needs to prove its value, the needy self or the prideful self, the angry, the fearful, the shameful, the worthless self. It's depressing, isn't it? We are consistently reminded by society that those are the labels that we should take on. Why does society uphold those labels? Well, because it means that we will buy something to fix it. You cannot buy anything to fix that consciousness once you've adopted it. There's only one way to combat that consciousness once you've adopted it, and that is to adopt a new consciousness, a new conscious idea, a new label for yourself. Now, what's written on the mug is not what is contained in the mug. Ah. What would, what would it take to turn your focus and attention away from what is written on the mug and begin to turn it toward the contents of the mug because what is within the mug is the true self, unaffected by any label that has ever been placed upon it. Emily Cady offers this. If you keep your thoughts turned toward the external of yourself or others, that's the outside of the You will see only the image 
you, sorry, you will see only the things that are not real, but temporal, and that will pass away. If you keep your thoughts turned toward the external of yourself or others, you will see only the things that are not real, but temporal, and that will pass away. Part of the practice is to allow ourselves to accept and adopt into our hearts that all creation, everything that exists in form, is temporal and will pass away. And we have the capacity to direct the way that works in our lives. Imagine the true self contained within the mug, not identified through worldly illusion. Imagine what that would be if we stopped identifying ourselves with the stuff that we have placed in our shield and veiled our eyesight with and allowed ourselves to to magnificently glow from within the truth of our being to such a degree that that light cannot be hidden. How do we access that truth and let it be reflected in our lives? Well, that's the practice, right? So if we're constantly coming here on a Sunday to maybe learn how to do, to embody a practice a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. I think the most important practice that we can embody is the practice of compassion, unconditional love. And let that be the way we allow ourselves to experience the world. I was listening to a podcast recently. I love podcasts. When I go on my walk on the loop, listen to my podcasts. And there was a practice that was expressed by someone who, it was a, it was a person who had called in, the podcast had asked for people to call in and talk about you know, love practices, things like that. And so somebody called in and said this was a practice that they had learned from their mother, that if you imagined your life as though you were walking around all the time holding a bouquet of flowers, and that what was yours to do was to give flowers away. If you only gave the flowers away, you would be depleted of the flower. Now imagine the flowers representing that infinite love. You would deplete yourself, right? So you have to have a willingness to live in the infinite circulation of love by receiving flowers as well. And letting it be in balance. Because if we give too much, we can be depleted. If we take too much, we can be overwhelmed and it can crush us. So it's about keeping a healthy bouquet of giving and receiving. So imagine your life is like that, that the love you give is equal to the love you choose to receive. And it's all choice. Let yourself give and receive from your own bouquet as well. What do I mean by that? I mean, it's not always about the other person. How frequently do we look in the mirror and say, I love you, to ourselves? How frequently do we look in the mirror and offer love to ourselves? I think too infrequently, personally. That's just my own take. I know it's too infrequent for myself, and so I'm committing myself right in this moment to activate that as a practice in my life more consistently to look in the mirror and say, I know who you are. I love you, and I accept you just the way you are.
ultimately, don't go searching for love in the external world because I think, well, I know, what you will find are only illusions. Instead, search for life within yourself. Who is the person you talk to the most? Think about that for a moment. Everyone's like, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> You're right. The person you talk to the most is yourself. Do you speak to yourself with kindness? Do you speak to yourself with compassion? Or do you find some other way of communicating with yourself? Just check in. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> Just imagine. Well, let me tell you. No. Speak to yourself with respect and with kindness. There are six ancient Greek words that all mean love in one form or another. Have you heard these six words? I'm going to tell them to you, so if you haven't, you're going to learn. Eros, fiery and irrational love. <coughs> Sexual love. Ooh, he said that in, in church. It's where we get the word erotic. Eros, that kind of love. Philia, deep, intimate friendship. Deep, intimate friendship. That's where we get Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, that friendship love, right? Ludus, playful love, like the love between children. I love that. Agape, you ever hear that word? Agape, selfless love extended to all. The Latin translation of agape is caritas, which is the origin of the word charity. Pragma, long-standing love developed over time. And philautia, self-love, not narcissism. Not narcissism. Rather, a love of self that runs so deep that it allows for the love of others. Now, I said that these are from the ancient Greek because these same words in contemporary Greek have taken on different meanings because you know what? Words change meaning. So if you look it up in contemporary Greek, you're going to see slightly uh, different. You're going to see some variations to that. So we all express at some point in our lives, throughout our lives, every aspect of these, right? Is there anyone? Well, you don't know. I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> we can learn. We can learn from our acceptance of these ideas, the ways in which we, sh we choose to be the hero and the love interest in our own story of life, in our personal story. Now, we may express as the hero does, that's through love, or we may repress love as the antagonist of our story does. So what is your tendency? Something to reflect on. What is your tendency to express or repress? If you're not sure what your tendency is, look at the way you care for yourself. Because it all begins with who you are, right at the core. How you choose to care for yourself is the way you show up in this world. See past any illusion that you may have created. See past any illusion that you have that you may have created that tells yourself that you are not the love interest of your own life story. Choose to live in the highest possible way. You get to decide what that is. 
I'm not here to tell you what that is. I'm here to say, find it out for yourself. Engage in the practice of finding it out for yourself so that you can live life more magnificently with light at its core. Speak highly of yourself and hold others up to their highest as well. It is the law. It is a law that the one who sees what they want to see, regardless of what appears, will someday experience in the outer what they have so faithfully seen in the within. If you are fed up with what you are seeing in the outer, the way to change that is not to try to change the outer. It is to reflect and see the truth from within. Let's enlarge our understanding of compassion. Let us enlarge our understanding of infinite love. When we see only infinite love, we experience only infinite love. And that is the practice of seeing past illusion. You are magnificent. Peace and blessings to you. The homework this week. <laughs> what? Did somebody, did somebody just boo me? It sounded like somebody just booed me. <laughs> the homework this week. <laughs> Here's what I would like you to do. Pract- practice curiosity. I want you to practice Curiosity. I want you to spend the week noticing. That's it. Spend the week noticing. But here's the thing. Spend the week noticing. Simply notice. And then notice what you notice. Be an observer. You'll hear me say this in meditation a lot. Just notice. Now notice what you notice. If you ever listen to the meditations on Sunday mornings, I often say that because it's a great practice for me to remind myself. So you get what, you get what works for me. Um, be an observer without letting opinion or judgment take over. That's a loving thing to do, to be able to observe without letting opinion or judgment take over. In noticing, choose to see through the lens of infinite love. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.